Praise the Lord, everyone. It is so good to see you in the house of the Lord on this Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, all you mommies out there. Amen. It's good to see you and all your smiling faces. And uh, we're going to have communion today uh, here just in a little while. But I want to talk to uh, about our mothers for just a little bit this morning, see what the Bible tells us about them. And, and, uh, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to have a mother. It's sad that sometimes people don't get along with their mommies. Yeah. It's sad that sometimes mothers reject their children. Yeah. It's sad when those things happen. And all of us who have been blessed with mothers that we could love, mothers that we could talk to, mothers that we could confide in, mothers that would pat us on the... You know what? Mothers would always pinch on the shoulder when everybody else said, did they really do that? Did they, you know, uh, they always thought you were special. You know why? Because to them you were. And there's a reason for it. The scripture gives us lots of reasons for that. But, you know, whether you're best friends with your mother or, or you're missing your mother or you never knew your mother and you just adopted one. How many of you got adopted mothers? Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, uh, I got lots of them, amen? I got lots of them. You can have more than one mother, by the way, if you do it that way. Uh, but uh, the women who guided uh, uh, you through childhood, uh, who, who met your needs. And the Bible uh, has a lot to say about our mothers. And we're going to look at a few scriptures before we do our time of invitation, before our communion, about what the Bible says about mothers. You know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was God in the flesh. You knew that, didn't you? He was God who took on a robe of flesh and became a man so that He could die for me and you. What a God! Isn't He amazing? Isn't He amazing that He loved us that much that He went through all of that just to save our souls so we could be here today, so we could be praising Him today. We can be singing to Him today. We can be honoring Him today, glorifying Him today. And guess what? When He set in motion His plan of salvation, it is something that never goes out of style. The world can't take it away from you. They can't prevent you from having it. It's up to you whether you want it or not. So if you're lost today, I pray that today would be the day of salvation for you. Amen. Let me get back to Mama. Because, see, Jesus Christ, born as a man, God in the flesh, had a mama. Amen. Isn't that amazing that God had a mama? Her name was Mary. She was picked by God. She has quite a resume. Out of all the nation of Israel, not the world, all the women of Israel, God picked one. And he gave her qualities of who she was and what he thought of her. He thought very highly of her and he picked her to have his son. And the Holy Ghost entered into her. He didn't enter into her heart. A lot of people think he did. He didn't. She was at the day of Pentecost where the Holy Ghost did enter into her heart. But on this day, the Holy Ghost didn't enter into her heart. He entered into her womb. And there was a holy thing, the Bible calls Jesus in the womb a holy thing, by the way, 
He was there inside of a woman that would be his mother who would follow him, who would nurture him, who would change his little diaper, who would give him baths, who would sing to him, who would hold him, who would rock him, who would love him all the days of his life. And the very last day he lived, she, she was standing at the cross watching her son die. She was with him. She was always there. And he loved her. And he presented her to the Apostle John. And he said, Woman, your son. And he looked at John and he said, John, your mother. He made a way for his mother in his absence through death. And so God still chooses our mothers. Do you believe that? Every one of you who are sitting here today, how many of you had a choice in who your mother was? Who your daddy was? How many of you had a choice in what color you are? How many of you had a choice in whether you were a male or a female? None of you did you. Amen? You know what? If I could have picked who I was going to be, I'd be a lot better looking than I am right now. <laughs> and way, way more talented. Amen? I started to say Elvis, but he'd been dead quite a while. I don't want to be him. Amen? But we did not get to pick. We did not get to choose. We did not get to choose our parents. But do you know who did? Yes, he did. So the next time you be grudged the day you were born, remember why you were born and who made that happen. Amen? It was God himself. The Bible in, in Psalm uh, 139 is the one we always preach to uh, about abortion and, and the things that went on in the womb. And it's one that we can look at this morning. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. Listen to this. For thou hast possessed my reins. Now listen. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. People who don't think that a child in the womb is something sacred needs to read their scripture. Amen. Not only is that child in there, but God's in there too. Did you hear me? You know why? Because God is the one who sets your life in motion. God is the one who determines who you are. God is the one who determines what you will look like. God is the one that determines if you're male or female, the color of your eyes, the color of your hair, the color of your skin. He determines every bit of that. And more importantly, He gives you a soul while He's there. Amen. This crazy world don't realize that. <clears throat> and they think when they destroy those things in the womb, it's just a lump of clay. It's just a lump of tissue. It's just nothing but cells. It's more than that. Amen. Yeah. It is God's designed 
person. Amen. From the time of conception, He is covered. He covers us in our womb, in, in our mother's womb. I will praise thee, David said for that, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my, and that my soul knoweth well. We need, when we look in the mirror, instead of saying, well, I wish I had some hair. I wish I didn't have these wrinkles. <laughs> I wish I was better looking. I wish I wasn't so plump. I didn't use the word fat, by the way. <laughs> I wish I could gain some weight. Thank you. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Look at yourself and say, my Lord was with me in my mother's womb. He covered me. Amen. He made me who I am. Praise the name of Jesus for that. Amen. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I have fingers and toes and a nose and ears and eyes. I have all of these things. And some of them even work. <laughs> Praise Him. Because of who He is. There He was. Inside your mother's womb with you. He chose your mother for you. Boy, that brings a whole different life to mamahood, doesn't it? Amen. It does. And so, when we look at this, we're born where God puts us. From the very beginning, He has laid out in His Word how we are to treat the woman who bore us and gave us life. Amen. He tells us in His Word how we are supposed to treat those special women. Amen? And, and like, like a lot of things that God does, He don't put any stipulation necessarily on her. He puts it on me and you. Amen? And so one of the things He says He wants me and you to do with our mothers is honor them. Amen? As a matter of fact, he wanted this done so badly. He, his intention was to make sure this happened. He made it a sin for it not to happen. Amen? Amen. One of the Ten Commandments is, guess what? Honor your father and mother. Well, he laid it out pretty strong for us, didn't he? He says, honor your father and your mother, and he gives a promise that goes with that if you will do that. You know what it is? Uh -huh. That your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. He says if you will honor your father and your mother, I'm going to give you longer lives. Amen. Amen. Boy, that's a good promise, isn't it? Amen. And for a good reason. Not only are we to honor them, we are to obey them. Amen. Did you know I was more apt to obey my mama than I was my daddy? Oh, yeah. Who said that? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Daddy was always gone working. And when it came correction time, 
Guess who did it? Mama. Go cut me a switch, Gary. Didn't worry about that long. Now you're in trouble. And if you got one that long and that big around, it for me that she liable to use it on you. Don't ever get a rock and tell her to throw it at you. She liable to do that too. But she corrected. That's what mothers do. She would grab you when you got out of the bathtub. How many of you's mother ever grabbed you when you got out of the bathtub and spun you around and pulled your ear out and looked behind your ear? Mine do worse than that. Every once in a while she'd snatch my foot up, pull my toes apart. <laughs> Amen? And if it wasn't just like she wanted, she'd maybe go get back that bathtub. I hated baths. <laughs> but you'd get clean because mama required that. Obey them, the scripture says. Amen? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now that don't mean obey your parents if they're godly. That's not what he said. He said obey your parents in the Lord. That means you obey your parents because I said to. Uh -huh. Amen. Yeah. Amen? Amen? That's what he says. He says obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. And then Paul added the commandment that went with it to this, to this verse. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, 6 verses 1 through 3. It's, and he adds that to it. The Bible tells us not only to honor them and to obey them, but we are to be thankful for what our mothers has done in our lives. If we're not careful, we only look at the bad things in life and we neglect the good things in life. Sometimes we look at what's wrong in the world and we don't see what's right in the world. Sometimes we look at our parents and we think back and think about how mean they were to me. And we forget how good they were to us too. Amen? And so the scripture tells us in Proverbs 31, 31, this is the mother proverb by the way, Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Yep. You know, when I was a little boy, I was scared of the dark. <laughs> I'd always imagine all kinds of booger men. <laughs> Never booger women, booger men <laughs> in the dark. They all do that. And it could be 100 degrees and we didn't have air conditioning. And I would have my head covered up with the with a quilt, steered. Amen. And every once in a while, I'd go on to sleep and wake up in the night with a nightmare or a dream because if you go to sleep thinking about them things, you know, I was dreaming about them. And I'd always poke my head up on the cover. I wouldn't know what time it was. And you know what I would do? Mama. How many of your mothers ever heard that in the night? Mama. I never said daddy. You know why? He couldn't have heard me no how because he's going. <laughs> he snored so loud. But Mama, even listening to him snore, heard me say Mama. She was tuned. <laughs> she was tuned for her baby. She'd get up and get the flashlight, and here she'd come. 
And I thought we'd tell her a ball face lie. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> and she always go get me an aspirin and a cup of water and give it to me and pat me on the head. And it was something about that that would put me sound to sleep. I knew mama was in the house. I knew strength was in the house. I knew love was in the house. As long as she was there. Honor them. Obey them. Thank them. And God thinks highly of mothers. He thinks highly of motherhood. And we'll read you a scripture from Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13. Listen to what this scripture says. I'm not going to read the completeness of it. But God compares the comfort that He gives to me and you to the comfort that we receive from a loving mother. Isn't that amazing that God would compare Himself to a loving mother? And He does. Listen to what Isaiah says. As one whom His mother comforteth, so will I comfort you. That feeling of comfort and that feeling of safety that I get in the middle of the night from my mama when I wake her up. It's what God gives to us every day of our lives. And He compares it to just that, the comfort that we have in our lives. Today, we're fixing to have communion. And I've told the church this before, and I'm going to tell you again this morning. My mother died when she was 69 years old. She was a year and just a few months older than I am right now. She went to church, a Baptist church. And after I got saved, I went to that church one Sunday night and they were having communion, the Lord's Supper. And they had a thing that I think is a devil's thing called closed communion. You know what that means? That means that if you were not a member of that particular church, you were forbidden to participate in the Lord's communion. And I sit in that service beside my mother, and I had to let that cup and that bread pass by me because in that church I was not worthy to eat with her in that community. Listen to me. I'm not complaining. They changed that later on. But listen to this. Every year since I started preaching, we have communion on Mother's Day. And I think a lot of it's got to do with because I missed out on that with her. But listen to me. This is what the Lord showed me yesterday. Isn't it going to be great, Brother Steve? The first time I have communion with my mother, it's going to be at the table 
of Jesus Christ. What a day. What a day. At this church, if you are a child of God, if you are saved, if you believe that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose again and poured out His Spirit upon us, if you believe and know in all, with all your heart that He dwells in you, you are my brother and you are my sister. I don't care what that church sign says out there. Amen. 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 And today, as we celebrate communion, if you are a brother or a sister in Christ, you are welcome to sit together in this place with other brothers and sisters in Christ and participate right. in our Lord's communion. But before we do that, there's some th things that we need to address. <coughs> and I do this every communion we have, and we have four or five of them a year. Paul taught us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Listen, I'm going to read you two verses, 27 and 28, because this is how important this is. He says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, talking about communion, unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. That means that in order for you to participate, and the Lord's communion, first off, you need to be saved. If you're not saved, you're participating unworthily. The other thing is, if you have unrepented sin in your life, you need to make that right before you participate. Thus, we will have an invitation in just a moment for you to be able to take care of that. It's not a shame. Well, I guess it is a shame we sin. But the thing, what is a shame is that we all do it. And, it and, and you shouldn't feel ashamed to come to the Lord's altar to confess that sin and be forgiven for it. You ought to feel honored that the Lord made that provision for us. Amen? Amen. And let me read you the rest of that scripture. Because after he says that, that we should not participate of it unworthily, he says... But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat that bread and drink of that cup. So I want you to stand. And we're fixing to give you an opportunity to come to the altar and examine yourself and make sure that when this cup and this bread comes to you, you're clean as a brand new baby covered in that precious blood, totally forgiven, and totally worthy. Not because we're worthy in ourselves, because He makes us worthy by His blood. So these altars are open. Please come and pray. Bow your head, close your eyes. If you feel led to come and pray, come. You want to pray right there where you stand? Take somebody by the hand. Husbands and wives, hold hands. Best friends, hold hands. Pray. You're here today.
today you don't know whether you're saved or not come up here and let me oh what a day to be saved that happened one time here there were people saved in that day they got to partake of the first time the communion of God saved fully blessed
for being our God. We thank you for this special day, the day we set aside to celebrate our mothers. We thank you, Lord, for our mothers. We thank you, God, that you chose them. We thank you, God, that you made us a part of them and made them a part of us. For those of us who had wonderful great mothers, thank you so much for that blessing. For those of us who weren't so fortunate, may they be better mothers and fathers because of it to their own children and give their children what they thought they were deprived of. But God, at any rate, we were all born from our mothers. She went through a lot of pain and anguish to deliver us, and for that we should all be thankful. And Lord, we think about the pain and the agony and the anguish that our Savior went through. He didn't deliver us as a newborn baby. He delivered us as a born-again believer. And he went through worse than the anguish of childbirth to do it. So we praise you, Lord, not only for our mothers being able to deliver us, but for, to you. We praise you for delivering us from hell. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
seek to get there so we'll all be together one day with him at that moment amen brother james would you pray for the bread God, we thank you we thank you for the opportunity to be back in the house our lord we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us our lord that we may cleanse our heart and souls our lord that we may be uh, uh, clear with you there lord in every way there that we might, might do your will there lord just be with us as we go through the service, our Lord. Yes, you may. Amen. And Jesus said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In that same hour, he took the cup. Lord, just thank you for the blood, Lord, for each drop that was shed for us, Lord. Thank you for the cross and what it means to us, Lord, that we may have an everlasting life, Lord, for you. We love you, Lord. We thank you and praise you for the prayers. Thank you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And he said, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it and remember of me. When he had done that, he took his disciples out on the hill. They had a little prayer time. And they sung a hymn. Would you stand, please? You take somebody by the hand, close to you. And let's sing a hymn of great praise. It's personal to me. And we call it our church anthem, by the way. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. 
Have a wonderful rest of the afternoon. And if, if you've got your mama with you, hug her. Amen. Amen. And I'll and enjoy the afternoon together. God bless you all.